You're listening to How It All Works, Convos and Collabs. Helping businesses, brands, and thought leaders understand the positive impact of live streaming. Live streaming. And now, here's your host, live video consultant and coach, Kirk Nugent. Well, 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 we want to welcome to today's show. <laughs> we want to welcome to today's show, Cap Moverhill. Come on, How It All Works audience, you know what to do. Let her know in the comments that you are excited that she's here. You're excited about what we're going to share. Excited about this conversation. I mean, just a show of hands real quick as we get started. Anybody use Zoom? <laughs> Anybody? I, I see Cat's hand is raised. Anybody use Zoom out there? I do. Um, Kat, how are you this this evening? Yeah, this evening. How are you this evening? I'm doing well. I'm really excited to be here, and I love that applause. <laughs> I feel pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. That is amazing. Um, so, so, so folks are already saying, yes, me. People are saying me. Gary Jones says, welcome. Uh, Shereen Taylor says, good evening slash morning. She's across the pond, across the Atlantic, um, over in, in, in England, I believe it is. I see that British flag there. That's what's up. Shereen, thank you so much for being here. Uh, wow, applause. Yeah, listen, we want to welcome our guests with some zest, right? Give them something to to look forward to. This is going to be amazing. Yes, Shereen says, I use Zoom, right? Donald Ministry, Donald Oliver Ministry says, good evening, Kat. So we got we got some good engagement happening already in the chat. But Kat, man, we've got 21 people on the live today. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out. So Kat says she's doing well. I hope that you guys are doing well in the comments as well. And I am going to throw up our first question. I'm doing that because... This first question is one that we always start with, right? The first two questions, these are the ones that the audience has said, Kirk, don't change these. We'd love hearing these these answers from your guests because it just kind of opens our minds up to all the ways that people come at this whole content creator thing. So so the first question, Kat, and it's slightly different from the second, right, is is we want you to tell us a little bit about who you are and, um, and, and your relationship to live streaming, right? We want to hear that or content mm-hmm. creation even uh the next question is going to be more your origin story but so this is kind of like your current like this is where i am this is All how right. uh, you know i relate to live streaming and then we we, we definitely want to get into like how'd you get here so cat talk to us about you know there may be somebody who is not aware of who you are or, or yeah. the greatness that is <laughs> so we want to make sure that they understand um all that you do Thank you. So I am a trainer and a facilitator. I love to teach people things. I love to make things that seem potentially complicated a lot easier to understand. That is what I live for, people having those aha moments. And not that long ago, I was focused more on self-development, understanding yourself, how you work, how to get unstuck. I would teach about the Enneagram, the four tendencies. And it was was really that self-development But what happened is during COVID, when everything shut down, I ended up spending a lot more time learning, okay, how do I teach these concepts in Zoom in a virtual environment where I'm giving as engaging of an experience in a workshop as I would if I were in front of these people in, in person. So what ended up happening is a lot of people would say to me after, how did you show a graphic in that Zoom call? Or how did you share your screen like that? How did we see you beside your slides? Right, right, right. So I started to notice that there was a lot of, there's a lot of curiosity about how you can run a more professional Zoom meeting. How do you run a workshop? How do you transition to that virtual format? Nice. And I knew that the world kind of needed it. So I decided to completely change my business in January. Wow. And I wow. just 
started putting out content. So I had been live streaming prior to that. I started my YouTube channel just over, I guess, last summer. So okay. last 2020. And, and you're, live- you're at, you're at uh, 6,600 subscribers. Whoa. It's, it's doing well. I'm very, <laughs> I'm very proud. That is amazing. <laughs> Mildred. Yeah, that is it amazing. It didn't start that way. Most of my live streams for the first four or five months were just kind of, you know, I was really excited to see one or two people. Sometimes it was no one. And I just kept showing up regularly. But when I changed that content and really found that thing that, you know, when you combine what you love to teach with what people want to learn, there's some real magic happens. Not that no one wanted to learn the other stuff, but <laughs> I, I I think timeliness is important yeah. and there is yeah. the relevance to that. Yeah. And so that kind of came together. And I know I see CK in here, Paul, I saw Paul earlier. <laughs> they knew they were with me when I would just have kind of no one, no one showing up and that's that is always cool. That yeah. <laughs> so always cool when they you have those those people. There's a YouTuber that I follow. Uh, um, uh, Joseph Solomon is his name. His channel used to be called jo- Chase God TV. And I've, I've been following him from when he was just doing, you know, spoken word and stuff from way back in the day. He's kind of blown up right now. It's like hundreds of thousands of subscribers. But there are some people who remember, you know, let's cut to the chase. So it's yeah. always good to have that original crew um, that that remember when. So that's pretty cool, yes. man. Um, one of the things you said that I thought was absolutely amazing is, you know, being really looking um, in, intro, doing some introspection, doing some self-development. One of the things yeah. I always, you know, I'm a huge proponent of is investing in yourself. And this is not a plug for the masterclass, um, 60 to $7, but this is not a plug for the <laughs> masterclass. But what I, what I, what I was going to say is you, we were talking in the backstage and you were saying, um, you know, that you're, you're actually in, in a course right now, a voice class. And I would love yeah. for you to share a little bit about that. I, I need, I think this is just such a, a great practice that people need to, you know, incorporate into their regular schedule in their, in their regular monthly flow. There should be something that is self-development, whether it's a book or an article or a podcast or a course or master class or something that is going to help you to learn something new and really step outside of your comfort zone. But you were talking about this voice class and I was absolutely intrigued. Can you share a little bit about that? Yes. I just literally an hour before we went live, I wrapped up my fourth day of Zoom training. So they were six, seven hour days every single day for the last four days, but it was really engaging. It was really well run, really, really well put together. It's with a vocal coach, Roger Love, who has worked with many amazing people, write singers that name and down, actors. Folks. <laughs> yeah, Roger Love, write Roger it down. Roger Love, write it so down. He, I had taken one of his, he had a live event in August and a friend had recommended to, recommended to me, which full full disclosure, just being mm-hmm. purely honest. Please. When, when it was recommended to me in the summer, hey, there's this you know session on vocal, this, it's all about voices and, you're at vocal training. And I said, Oh, like, do you, is there something wrong with my voice? Like my ego right away just said, like, why are you telling me this? I thought yeah. I was pretty decent. At yeah. Public Walls speaking, go up. Yeah. But now, now you're kind of making me feel self-conscious about this. And then I paused. I, I put my ego aside and said, hold on mm-hmm. everyone, no matter what your craft, but as someone who shows up regularly in front of a live audience, someone who likes wow. to teach someone who likes to train, you can always get better. You can always learn something new. And when I went to that training, I learned so many things that I had never considered when it came to voice, started to recognize some things that I was doing that probably needed to change. And so when there was this opportunity to take 
this new training that he was offering this fall to actually help coach other people, I jumped on board and said, yes, I want to help other people find their voice, find the fit, make some improvements and just really harness that craft. Man, that is so good. This is this is the crux of what we hope to be here on this show as well. Um, a, a time of learning, a time where you're going to hear something that maybe you didn't hear, you didn't think of it that way before. And, and I think that, you know, listen, we're off to the races already. If you don't have your pen and paper, man, Cat's uh, already giving you immense value. Um, doesn't matter your vocation, doesn't matter your discipline, doesn't matter your expertise, you can get better. And you, you, you being in that constant pursuit of getting better is how you stay humble and is how you stay on the cutting edge as well. And I'm, I mean, honestly, I love that perspective. I'm so glad we were able to kind of share that and, and introduce that to people as well. Uh, talk to us in the comments a little bit about what, what you're doing in your own, you know, month, you know, quarter uh, annual schedule to be able to do just that much better. Talk to us in the comments about that while we get this next question from Kat. What's your live stream slash content creator origin story, right? Everybody has, a, you know, this, you talked about starting your channel last year. There has to be some kind of impetus. Uh, why go live? There's, I would love to, you know, some of us have taken boot camps and, you know, you do the 30 days or 45 or 90 days going live or stuff like that. Everybody's got this, that piece, but there's got to be that why. I always say that there's a why, you know, that why is what's going to get you over the hurdle. The why is going to keep you going when there's zero people and that zero is staring at you. And it's like when, they, when there's zero people, it gets bigger. It's like it gets huge. It's like <laughs> that zero is so huge. Uh, but but that why is what keeps people moving forward. And I always think it's so interesting to hear from people um, who have, you know, let's be clear, you've you've experienced a, a, a measure of success. All right. And, and we'd love to hear what does that story sound like? Yeah, well, two things come to mind immediately. One is that I first when I was trying to start my own business and trying to get out there, put myself out there, I was writing a lot of content. And I love writing, but after mm -hmm. a while I realized, hold on, if I'm a trainer and I'm trying to tell people that I, I can teach you things, but they never actually hear my voice, they never actually see me in action, eh, there's probably a bit of a disconnect. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty certain it's going to take a second or two for everybody to find us again. Uh, and while they do, we'll just, we'll just, we'll just chat it up a little bit. <laughs> It happens, yeah. It happens, happens to the best of us. I'm gonna try and find this as well, so I can. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. This, this is, it's, it's, listen. <laughs> if something can go wrong, it will go wrong. That, that is what's for sure. <laughs> Kerwin Bunnell says, "Are we back? I believe we are." Callie Co, thank you so much for the super chat. <laughs> <laughs> really appreciate Aww, that. Oh, that's so nice, Callie. Thank you so much, Callie. I appreciate that, man. Dealing with tech issues like pros. Hey, you gotta you gotta recover, all right? It's, it's some point. You just, you just have to smile, laugh, and keep going. That is there my you go. that's my mentality. There you go. There you go. I, I I'm I'm glad we got at least a couple of you guys back, and we we hope that others will be able to kind of make their way back in as well. We'll see. But we were in the middle of asking Kat a question about how she got started, and I'm I'm gonna just kind of set that back up. I'm hoping that again, like like I said, we can 
get a few more people to jump back on here with us. Uh, uh, but, you know, our YouTube folks have definitely come back. I see one or two on Facebook as well. So that's a good sign. Thank you guys for coming through. And thank you for bearing with us through the, the technical issues that we are facing. Still not 100% certain. We'll have to look at that in the, in the aftermath of, the, of the, the show today. But welcome back. <laughs> it's how it all works, Convos and Collabs, where our guest today is Kat Mulvihill. We're excited to have her here. She shared with us some really great nuggets in that part one version. That's what we're going to call it, part one. Yeah. And we're ready for some of those, you know, those nuggets. We want to continue with some of those nuggets of wisdom in, in part two. So, so I'm going to put the, our question back up on screen, and that is is what's your live streaming slash content creator story and how did you get started? Everybody's got a story, everybody's got a why, uh, what, what, what caused them to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to dive in. And I know you were sharing, you're kind of like midway through that story, but just kind of give us a little recap as we get, get things going here. Yeah. Yeah. People are still, (laughs) still coming back in. We want to get that, get that going again. Absolutely. So how I got started is I was trying to find a way to get out there after I left my job working at the universities. I had worked in university environment for 14 years and was trying to put myself out there. And I was originally writing blog posts and realized that maybe writing, even though I enjoyed it, was not necessarily the best way to let people know and signal to people that I want to teach you, hire me. (laughs) So (laughs) I thought I need to start incorporating getting my face out there. And I had signed up for Amy Porterfield's Digital Course Academy, where she was a really big advocate of going live, just getting out there, putting out your face, teaching things, dropping value. And in that community is where I learned about Luria Petrucci with Live Streaming Pros. And as soon as she started answering questions about how to run webinars and how to go live, and I thought, wow, this woman (laughs) knows everything. I need to follow her. Mm -hmm. And I ended up eventually coming over to the the well so actually i will say first i did go live to facebook a couple of times <laughs> real awkward really quiet just crickets and i was so <laughs> tense and still and when i look back at those old videos i kind of laugh at watching that very early live streaming experience so then <laughs> i decided to attend leap into live streaming and saw Luria talk there and she was talking about what she teaches and I just thought I need to learn more. So I joined the live streaming pros community, the streamer accelerator, and I took part in the live every day in August challenge last summer. I had just built my channel. Yeah. I literally just started my YouTube channel and then I thought, yeah, actually, being honest again, my ego got in the way because I thought, you know, I've been speaking for years. It used to be my full-time job was to go and travel around and speak Speak and do presentations. So in my head, I thought, you know, I kind of, I like this stuff. I'm good at this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) virtual, (laughs) it's different. Going live is different. There are differences. And I'm so glad I got over that hump and I joined up for that challenge because it was like a crash course and I grew so fast in those 30 days. And I just got hooked on live streaming and I met some incredible people, like some people in the chat today. And that really made a huge difference for me. But as I said, early on, I was still going live and not really having an audience. That didn't come later until I decided to shift my content and really start to deliver content that I noticed people were asking for. And so that made a big difference. 
Man, um, delivering on what you, finding that audience, finding that um, that question that you answer is yeah. so critical. And I, I just love the way that you shared that. Um, finding these people, we, we've been talking about this for the last couple of weeks. It seems for those that have been following the channel, following the show for the past couple of Mondays, we've been talking about the the need to have someone who's going to kind of coach you in a specific area. Uh, it, it is just like Kat has said multiple times, it, it is not a reflection on something bad about you. Um, actually, rather, it's it's the opposite. It, 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 it indicates to everybody that I recognize that I can be better in this area. And there's people who are ahead of me on this, you know, this journey on this trail. Yeah. And I would love to learn from them what what it is that allows them to, to do this in this way. Um, Lurie is somebody that I've looked up to in the in the community for a very long time. Yeah. I've actually been following some of her work way back, like Geek Beat TV, like stuff like that. Anyway, that's that's going way back for for some folks but but man um i love i love that you you kind of found that niche what was the name you said amy porterfield that name sounds very yeah. familiar is that, so is she, that heroic she, public speaking is that am i no thinking? she teaches primarily how do you run online courses so i think early okay, on it wow. was more teaching people how to run webinars to convert people into your online courses and then she's right, then she right. created the digital course academy and so i had signed up for that course and nice. I do have some of my own courses as well. So I've taken a lot of what I learned from her in, in that course and Put it all taking together. it with me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That is really good. That's <laughs> really good. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the comments They're They're moving very quickly. Uh, let me see here. Thank you for, thank you. Thank you. This is great to watch while having breakfast. Oh, cool. Uh, thank you so much. You're definitely on the other side. Um, you're definitely on the other side of the world. Laura Williams says, uh, catching the bottom of her comment here. I really appreciate the whole live streaming community, even though I am just a bit of a stalker at the moment. Oh, we don't call you a stalker, Laura. Um, um, you all share so deep, some deep knowledge in your own ways. I, I, I'm, I could not resonate with you more, Laura. I think what, um, Kat is sharing with us is definitely, um, critical information. Um, to know that somebody like Kat uh, started off in that way, will will kind of give somebody the the boldness to step out because you have to have a start. Everybody's got an origin story, right? Even Pat yes. Flynn, I got a chance to hear him tell his origin story, and it was like, oh wow, even you were horrible at one point, right? So it's, it's, there's there's definitely well, a ladder, <laughs> oh, uh, uh, definitely I, uh, more to climb. Go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, I think a really great tip that I learned. I have some time in the last couple of years, but I, I remember it and I come back to it. Do not compare your beginning to someone else's middle. Yes. You yes. can't. It's just, yes. you're, it's completely different. You cannot look at someone who's been doing this for a long time and just say, oh, there's something wrong with me. We all have to start somewhere. Just like you said, everyone has to start from the beginning. You are not going to know what you're doing. You're not going to necessarily be good right away. That right. is very rare. And even if you're good right away, you still have a lot that you can learn. Right. That is oh really good, <laughs> really really good. Is don't do not compare. The the comparison game is 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 the quickest way to demotivate yourself and and really start to nitpick and and and. Listen, I was saying to somebody the other day, there's it's very difficult. One of the best parts of the process uh, of growing, especially in content creation, live streaming, whatever it is you're looking to do, the best part of that process, in my opinion at least is the is the review process right after you've done the live stream like so after tonight when 
when I'm when I'm going back through and trying to figure out what in the world just happened to my life, right? That that review process is where the learning happens. That review process is where all the next videos that are on my YouTube channel come from, right? That that review process is where you can tweak, where you can fine tune. It's that review process is where the magic happens. But here's the clincher. You can't get to the review process unless you've actually done something. And so yes. you actually have to put one foot in front of the other and do something in order to be able to review, in order to be able to tweak, in order to do it again and get better. And that's a cycle. And you got to get into that cycle. And I, I just love yeah. the way that you shared that. Again, want to want to throw this out here for our audience. Um, want to make sure you guys are getting some questions as well. Our audience question tonight is simply this. Uh, have you ever used additional software in 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 concert with zoom in order to level up your your presentations in order to take your meetings to the next level there's there are several that are out there i am um, i have a couple listed on the screen there there's uh there's uh M-M-H-M-M, right? I know it's pronounced mm-hmm. Uh, so people in my community know that I've, I've shifted and just called it M-H because I'm tired of saying mm-hmm. But M-H is a really cool one. Also has that virtual camera built in. Uh, OBS also has a virtual camera, which is pretty cool. And I, I've seen people really make that thing sing. And then Ecamm. And Ecamm is, you know, that's how me and Kat connected because we both are Ecamm fam, fans and Ecamm fam. So, and fam, both. Yes, fans <laughs> and fam, right? Both both of the above. Anybody that uh, was at Leap Into Live Streaming Bootcamp this past September, you would have seen Kat, myself, and several other superstars um, on a panel uh, doing a discussion about, you know, you know, how you can level up your lives, your your presentations and your your speaking engagements with some of these tools. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah, put it in the chat. Let us know. Oh, yeah, we're seeing some Ecamm love in the chat as well already. But let us know. Have you ever used, you know, like a third party uh, virtual camera or some kind of software that allows you to really level up your Zoom? I'd love to know what your answer is to that. Uh, Kat, have you used anything other than Ecamm? So I have used Ecamm is my primary one. That's right, my right. go to. I just, yeah, I have used OBS and I do teach people how they can use OBS because I realize it's a free option. It's right. accessible to most people. I find it's not as demanding on your computer. Ecamm does require some power in order to do some of the fun stuff. And uh, I've never used mm-hmm. <laughs> It's I'm actually, cool. that's really interesting. I'm just picturing someone saying it over and over. That would be really, that, that's why I, said I, could MH. Get, I could see myself getting really tired with that. I haven't yeah. tried that one. I would say the, the changes that Keynote recently made by adding oh. the live camera option directly into the slides, mm -hmm. that has some promise, but there are some, with all of these, there's promise and drawbacks. There are amazing features and also some potential drawbacks. So, all right. All right. I've definitely, yeah. those are kind of the ones that I've focused on. Pros and apparently and PowerPoint is coming out with its own option. I think in the new year, it's going to allow you to add your own camera, your live camera as well over the slides. Oh, wow. We have, um, um, I've used Canva because they have that video recording piece as well. Um, and you can share that into uh, a Zoom. Um, so, you know, there's, okay. there's, there's different ways, but MH definitely give that one a shot. It's 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 worth it's worth checking out. It's pretty cool, and and really is essentially Ecamm virtual camera. I mean, without Ecamm, 
yeah. kind of sort of okay. anyway you, you you you're familiar with these so you, you you'll you'll pick it up in in a few seconds but yeah that, that i'm seeing some of the some really good comments um coming through already uh wow that's good to remember don't compare hashtag wisdom cat uh great gems uh yes the review even though it's painful tan ru zinc king I, i'm i'm butchering RQ. your name let's so RQ, yeah. RQ, RQ, that is gold. That is gold. Sammy Superstars is, is chatting with with folks in the chat as well. When you reach the peak, you'll find there's always a new peak to conquer. CK, that's beautiful. Um, loving these gems, Ecam fam. So we got a lot of Ecam fam in the chat, but some people are saying that they have used OBS. Um, uh, I use OBS with virtual cables to connect my PC audio into Zoom and Zoom audio into OBS. Cool, 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 cool. Um, RQ says he tried MH uh, while it was she. in demo. Oh, she. She tried MH while it was in demo. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm too used to OBS, so MH didn't seem as powerful. It's definitely not as powerful as, as Ecamm or OBS, so definitely. <laughs> RQ, RQ says, Cat knows me. I love this. I love this. The community <laughs> comes together. I love to see that. I love to see that. Thank you all again for bearing with us. A lot of you have already if you made your way back into the digital room here for us to continue to hang out. I see VMix for PC, CK says. And VMix does have a virtual camera as well. I I, I neglected yes. to add that to the list, but yes, I have, and I have uh, you know some experience with VMix. It's it's a really great product. A good friend of mine, Leslie Samuel, uses VMix a lot, um, but he also uses Ecam. <laughs> Prezi is another one that I tried Prezi's briefly. Right. My my only issue with with all due respect to Prezi, it's not as intuitive for me. So I, anytime I would try to work on it. I just, it felt a little bit hard for me to wrap my head around. And I know they're doing some really incredible stuff. And there are some people yeah. who use really, really well. It just, for me, always felt like a little bit too much time. So I ended yeah. up not really dedicating the time to learn it properly. But I do know that's another option yeah. for Prezi's, bringing that yeah. into Zoom. Yeah. I, I have, I'm almost like copy paste what you just said about Prezi because yeah. that's my experience. I, I, I know it's a great platform. I just, haven't taken the time to really learn it and leverage it. Yeah. So, and it doesn't, I don't know. You, you have to, uh, you also have to know how your brain works. And my brain really works very similar to the way Ecamm has been laid out. So <laughs> it's, it is a match made in heaven for me. It is a exactly. match made in heaven for me. And and um, let me see this, Kerwin, listen, by all means, what you're seeing, the entire design here is something that I has been was inspired by some of the other creators in the community that I've seen. So if you want to borrow this thing to, to design your own, feel free. I, I do not, you know, I don't own any of the rights. I, I would not feel any way if I showed up on your stream. I'm like, hey, that looks like mine. So by all means, go ahead and borrow away. I, I appreciate you, you your, your comment there. Uh, Kim says, I haven't used any as of yet, still learning how to use Zoom uh for a pd course that i have created cool 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 vmix is the gold standard for pc listen that's this is what i'm told this is what i'm told i have got a dual boot machine that i'm using here but here's here's the here's a question for you cat that we want to put on screen uh let's get um, our audience question off we'll put this one on so i mean as people i know there's always the technical side and we're going to dive into that you know especially some of the things that you do in ecamm to really help with your presentations and making it engaging but i know there was some 
golden nuggets that you shared during our, our leap into live session um, in terms of what are some of the things uh, that some of the key components, if you will, that make for an engaging presentation. I mean, listen, <laughs> I, I love your website. The website says, um, uh, let's face it, Zoom fatigue is real. And while she's answering that question, let me just go ahead and show you guys that site. It's Cat Mulvihill. Dot com. Uh, our question is covering it. Catmovahill.com. Definitely go ahead and check that out. Link is in the description on Facebook, YouTube, wherever you're watching this. So it's in the description. But yeah, Cat, Zoom fatigue is real. And so what are some of the components, non-technical components that make up a really great presentation? I, I'm glad you asked me that. And I actually, when I look at Kim's comment around, I haven't used any of the tech tools, still trying to learn to use Zoom. That's, I... I recommend that getting yes. to know how to how to just establish a well run meeting, a Zoom presentation, doing that without all the tech first is probably your best bet so that you can just get comfortable with the meeting, comfortable with the software, and also just starting to really focus on some of the techniques that you can use to engage an audience. Wow. Once yeah. you have those down, then yes, yeah, start you can start to bring in some of the other things that can help you, but <laughs> The tech can sometimes be a distraction. So if you aren't already focused on trying to learn some of the key skills for how to lead a meeting, how yeah. to facilitate a meeting, keep it flowing, keep people feel like they are welcome there and that they're part of this group because a lot of people can sort of feel invisible in a meeting and start to tune out and just kind of disconnect and feel like no one would notice if I wasn't here. Trying to find ways to engage your audience in different ways because not everyone's going to want to be on camera. Not everyone's going to want to talk. You might also not have time for that. Right. But if you can start to focus on some of those other skills, it can really take you a long way. And so I would say don't get hung up or caught up on the tech side. Also, tech can go wrong. It sure can. <laughs> and if it does, <laughs> you need to be able to roll with it and yeah. still try to host an engaging meeting. And so yeah. one of the things that I would really emphasize is knowing that the camera steals some of your energy and that while you think you might seem like you're engaged and interested in your topic, you should actually take it up another 10 to 20%. <laughs> so that's, that's one big thing. That's the huge. other part is looking into the camera and yes, I may have a teleprompter, but actually 80% of the time when I'm on meetings, I'm not using my teleprompter. I am just looking at the camera. I have trained myself to look into the camera. People, notice there's a difference and they don't always know why they just know they're looking at you more than they usually look at other speakers right. most speakers are kind of glancing down a little bit they're not actually looking directly at you they might be they might be looking at you but they're not looking into the camera and so when you can do that mm. that will also engage your audience in another way and it's a really simple thing that you can start to practice and train yourself to do yeah that's a there's I'm glad I'm so glad we were able to kind of spotlight that part. I, I'm, I'm hoping again, you know, for the folks in the comments that you are paying attention, that you have your pen and paper out because this is gold. Um, I, I that that technical piece, some may have glossed over that the camera really does steal some of your energy. And so even if you feel like I am a high energy person, it, it that translation across camera sometimes isn't 
you know, it's not direct. So you may have to kick it up another notch or two or yeah. 10 uh, to be able to really have that thing translate across to everybody where they can feel like, man, this this is something uh, and, and they can almost plug into it. It's almost, you know, it's something that that they that pumps them up as well. And it, and it really does. I'm telling you, I've uh, these are techniques that I've used as well uh, when I do some you know, some of my virtual public speaking. And it really does help. It really does help when you get people yeah. involved, you start calling people's names. It's one of the things actually I love about Zoom is the, the fact that it's all there. And so I can be in the chat. I can say, I see you, you know, uh, RQ or I see your your your, your question, Mike and and Virgil and, and Kim and, and, and Elaine. I can I can just, you know, call those names out very quickly and easily and, and begin to really, you know, get that feedback that you that you're looking for, even though you know, you're miles apart, right? It's all virtual. Yeah. So those are some really great ones. And I'm, I'm glad that uh, we we're able to share some of those. I'm, 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 we're always willing to take questions and we are coming up on our final question for Kat. So I want to make sure that we get some of yours in here. Um, and I see, uh, we, we may actually have one. Is that one that you are, uh, that Kerwin is saying there, you are correct, Kat. The teleprompter does not do it for me. I need to make it a raw discussion. So I know for me, I have trained myself like Kat has to really uh, focus in and pay attention to the teleprompter, except when I'm self-producing. <laughs> so when I'm self-producing, no, everything goes out the window. But when I am presenting, I try to laser be laser, laser focused on on really focusing in on the camera. And I think that that absolutely has an impact. Um, um, Living Water Quilter says, Live, I am encountering the on-off camera challenge. A recent Zoom host said, if you are not on camera, you cannot speak slash join the audio conversation. What are your thoughts? Uh, it depends on the meeting. What do you think, Kat? I, so I'm not a fan of that rule because I know that people are coming from different areas. Yeah. Not everyone actually has bandwidth to be able to support yeah. having their camera on the whole time also there are ways for you to be fully engaged in a meeting and not have the ability to have your camera on yeah. and i i think one of the key points is that engagement does not mean interaction interaction shows engagement but wow. it's not exclusive there can That's be good. people who are 100 engaged and paying attention they are in that meeting they feel like they're part of that meeting even if their camera's off, even if they never speak, even if they never type a single thing. Right mm -hmm. now, you could have someone on this stream who yep. is fully engaged in our conversation and they haven't typed a thing in the chat, wow. but they are paying attention, they are locked in. That is engagement. And so I think telling a person, you have to be on camera, well, that's that's not inclusive because there are gonna be people who cannot be on camera. The camera. If you can be on camera, I absolutely recommend it. It connects with the person speaking. If you've ever yeah. been running a meeting where a bunch of people have their camera off, it's more yes. challenging Yeah, and people notice. So with the example of my training, there were around 50 people in this training over the last four days that I took part in. And the first two days I had my camera on the third day. I did not feel well. I physically was fighting off a little something. Luckily I feel a lot better today, <laughs> but yesterday, I was not feeling well. And so I kept my camera off and the host said, Hey, you know, I hope you're okay. We've seen you the last couple of days. I see your camera's not on, but hope like, you know, they were, they kind of acknowledged. Yeah. And then today when I was back on camera, they said, Hey, you know, I really missed seeing you on camera the last, you know, yesterday. Mm -hmm. And it was just it because it does make a difference for the person running the meeting. 
Yeah. So if you have the bandwidth and you are able to be on the camera, I do recommend it, but I would not recommend that practice yeah. of saying you can't talk if you don't have your camera on. That's good. Not, yeah, not a that, fan. I, 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 yeah, you, you, you have you, that, that balance between the two that you just did there, gold, because as a presenter, it is, it is almost demoralizing to look at a bunch of black screens with names. Yeah. So yeah, definitely. If you have the bandwidth, just just know that your presenter would truly appreciate it, even if they don't require it. Now, I, I'm, I'm also I agree on the flip side that it is a bit I, I lived and worked in Africa for a number of years. I still have a lot of meetings with colleagues and friends over there um, and, and in other places as well, because they're, they're actually some of my friends who have better internet than I do in Africa. So I don't want to make it seem like that's my my point. But the thing is, there are people who don't have uh, the best internet and cannot turn on their camera. It's it's, it's actually just enough for them to get into the meeting. Um, sometimes they exactly. can't even talk. They can't even, you know, turn on their mic because they don't have the bandwidth to be able to do that. So I don't believe in making the blanket, you know, hey, every camera's on or you'll else you can't talk. Uh, but I but I will just say if you want to know how to be a good Zoom attendee, <laughs> these are some of the things that you can do. Turn your camera on. Right. Yeah. Um, I, met, I messaged to the a polls. friend. <laughs> I, I said, you know, I give good audience because I look at the camera when right. the presenter is speaking. And I think that's one of the reasons that the host for this meeting actually specifically called me out the first two days was because I was engaged. I was looking at the camera whenever I could. I would obviously look at them sometimes, but I was trying to signal that I am here, I'm paying attention, right. and I am resonating with what you were saying. It is landing with me. I was nodding my head. I was acknowledging it. Wow. Because I know that makes a difference for for the host and for the person presenting. Yeah, that's there's a lot there. And 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 that's, that's the piece, I think, that we really wanted to kind of hone in on. Uh, uh, it's also about how different brains work. The stress of being on camera can actually keep some people from absorbing the content. Your tech coach says that that's what your tech coach's comment is. And I think that's it's really good um, understanding how your brain works as well. Uh, and then and Ben Shane Morgan is here. That's my guy. Uh, I haven't haven't have, I was texting with him earlier today. Thank you so much for coming through. I've seen people use screenshots of themselves to make it seem like they're uh, their camera is on. It's hilarious. It is hilarious, uh, but it didn't necessarily work. It's just anyway. <laughs> Although there are sometimes people who are on camera and they look like they might as well be a picture because they're just <laughs> just staring off the whole time. It's it's almost funny to see the just the level of zombie yeah. that some people pre that show on the on the camera. Not yeah, to call having, anyone out. But. Having having uh, um, RQ says having an ener energetic profile Zoom pick is great when camera is off. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'll I'll take anything, and and I think Kerwin, I, I couldn't agree with you more here. Where he says if bandwidth is an issue, right, by all means uh, turn the camera off, but at least unmute and ask some questions. That this is how you can be a really good attendee. And you know this is this is kind of a tangent where we didn't really plan to get into how to be a good attendee of these virtual meetings, but I think that it is so critical because it does make a difference. Um, I, I know for me, there are things you, you might do this as well, Kat, where you're speaking at an event and you'll show up a day or two early to kind of now it's virtual, but to, to just kind of drop in to some of the other presenters, 
uh, to see what the room looks like, to read the room, to feel the room, to gauge the energy in the room. And and sometimes you get in there and you're like, oh, man, this is going to be tough because they're not giving the, the speaker anything. And then other times you get in and you're like, oh, sweet, this is going to be great. They've, they've primed the pump. You know, they've already got them trained and ready to go. And so, you know, as speakers and presenters, these are some of the things I think that is really good uh, to be able to share with with folks as they learn about how some of this stuff works. You see what I did there? How it all works. My guy, Kerwin Bornell and the super chat, man. Thank you so much. We appreciate the super chat. Do we have the DJ horn? Yes, we do. Thank you so much, Kerwin Bornell, for the super chat. Kat, we got one final question for you. And again, folks, if you have a question, go ahead and put it in the comments because we want to make sure that we prioritize those as much as we can. And as Kat is getting ready to answer this question, I want to make sure you guys are aware that you can grab tickets to the after party, the Zoom after party, immediately following the show um, on my support page, uh, buymecoffee.com slash Nugent. Members and supporters of the page have already received an email reminding them about the after party and um, members you know members mastermind group members workers members you guys get free tickets but here's our question Kerwin Burnell your 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 super chat's still on the screen thank you so much <laughs> but here's our question Kat I mean so now we've dealt with the non-technical right we want to is there anything, you know, what are some of the things that, that could be useful, uh, let's say, with Ecamm, right? Um, share with us some some Ecamm tricks you use to really elevate, you know, your Zoom presentations. I, when the tech works, it can be a beautiful thing. So we, we've, we've had a perfect example today of when the tech doesn't work. But when it does work, we it can be a beautiful thing. And, and so we'd love to hear from you some of the things that you do to be able to really hone in on that. Yeah, I would say for any software where you are bringing in graphics into Zoom, first, just know that you are hacking Zoom. So the resolution of your video, sort of that little window that you show up in, that is not a high resolution window. <laughs> Zoom is doing everything it can to conserve bandwidth. And so when people work really hard on these beautiful graphics and designs and then they bring it in through their virtual camera and then they find out wait that didn't look good that was blurry it's really really disheartening yeah. however i always like to remind people that you are taking a tool that was not meant to do this and then you're adding a layer on top of it so you're hacking zoom so i just want to put that out there first Keep that because in. yes yes this pe is true. people will get very frustrated so one of the things you can do first of all is just focus on large print like if you want to bring in your name Kind of like how we have names on a, on our screen here, mm -hmm. doing that in a size that's really easy to read, that's really legible and accessible writing, that will show up. People will see that. And if you kind of do an animation, it's impressive. People will notice it. Mm -hmm. So I would say if you are showing things on your screen, making them a large font that's really easy to read. If you have to share small details, I actually would just prefer you to use your screen share or if yeah. you want to use Ecamm to share finer details, that's where I would actually output the production of your Ecamm or OBS or vMix to a second monitor and then actually screen share your second monitor. And so you're actually sharing the production at a much higher quality because Zoom screen share resolution is much, much higher than yeah. your video. And there are, I mean, you can ask for 1080 HD on your Zoom account. You won't always get it depending on what level you are. And even when you get it, the, I had a recently, there's a company I worked with and they showed me 
the actual support ticket response from Zoom saying all the things that you have to do in order for your 1080 to even work. work. And it was a laundry list. It is yeah. really hard, even if you turn on HD with HD. Zoom. Actually getting it is a whole other thing. So <laughs> that's why I try and say, keep it simple. Start with some large graphics. Try not to do anything super complicated or really, really fine details. Use screen share for that. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say don't use it. I just really want people to know because it's it's disappointing to yeah, feed your yeah. virtual camera into Zoom and realize that your audience can't actually see anything. Right. They can't take advantage of all that you've done to really make it sing. And and that's yeah. that's 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 uh, unfortunate, you know, it's very unfortunate. But I I think you've given some really practical tips, tricks and techniques to utilizing eCam in Zoom and um I think that people can walk away with some of that stuff as well. I see Ben Shea saying, yeah, uh, the, the the frame rate drop on Zoom makes me weep. Yes, we we weep with you, sir. We weep with you. Um, I see. I, I want to catch one question here before uh, we, we go into the plug your hustle session. This is this is where we're going to hear from Kat. She's going to tell us a little bit about some of the stuff that she's got going on, how we can find and follow. But Virgil is asking the question, hey, Kirk. Nice to see you. What are you using to stream? I love how it looks. Well, we're using Ecamm, Ecamm Live. The pro version of Ecamm Live is what we're using tonight. And um, yeah, that's that's everything that the whole design, everything is done in Ecamm. And I'm glad that you like it. Thank you so much for coming through tonight and asking that question. So catmulvahill.com is the website that you want to go to. Uh, there it is on the screen right now. If I could get my question off of the screen, it'll look a little better. <laughs> <laughs> there it is on the, the screen right now. And, and, and of course, I mean, listen, go ahead and check out. I always say this. Do an informed subscribe. Uh, don't just go and subscribe, folks. Yeah. Go click around, look at some of the videos. If the content is, is is up your alley, if this is this is where, you know, it's really helping, then by all means, hit that subscribe button, turn the bell on because uh, she's turning out some really good creative content, um, especially for presenters, especially for uh, for Zoom, for workshops, for facilitators. It is um, really, I mean, what you have here is a, the, a body of work that is really um, is is commendable because I know I have used it as a resource. I have done consults with folks where I'm like, you need to check out this video from Kat. She does a really good job of, of, of breaking it down, simple terms, uh, not too fast. Trust me, I've, I've watched these things <laughs> and I'm loving to, I'm loving your growth on the platform as well. 6.6K subscribers. That is dope. Congratulations you. to you for that. But I yeah, just have to say, I love the informed subscribe thing. And because yes. I think early on, same with YouTube, when I very first started, I was like, hey, friends, like, subscribe to my just channel. Subscribe. Yeah. But if they never watch your content, that's it's that. What message does that send to YouTube? Also, YouTube's <laughs> like, well, their yeah. subscribers aren't even watching it. So yeah. why would we recommend this to anyone to anybody? else? That's oof. That is a whole class in and of itself, what you just shared right there. And yes, the informed subscribe, um, test the waters, kick the tires first, make sure it's, it's you know, scratching where you're itching and then hit that subscribe button. Um, Kat, take a second right now. We're about to close it up. Talk to folks about where they can find, follow you. I know I've shared, shared a couple of places. If there are any projects, anything new that you have coming up that people can support, uh, you said you have some courses, all of that stuff. Just take a second right now to kind of just plug your thing. Yeah, so I have a course called Elevate Your Online Presentations, where I kind of walk you through four different areas, prepping, preparing, wait, prepping, 
presenting and then elevating with that technology and also engaging your audience. So I focus on all of those areas, not just tech, but the other aspects. I also do teach Notion. I'll just put a little plug there. I am nice. an instructor within Marie Poulin runs the course Notion Mastery and she brought me on to help with some of the instruction. We're actually going to be doing some live training really soon. So if anyone's really getting into Notion or they want to do their content creation or they want to plan their business using that tool, got some pretty cool training that's coming up. And I think I've got some links and some of my Notion videos to go and check out that course as well. Excellent. Because I, I just, I love that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I love a lot of things. I am a multi-passionate person <laughs> and sometimes just can't help myself. <laughs> No, but Notion is one that I've, I've I've dipped my toe in twice now, and uh, it didn't click. So I may be I may be looking I may be looking <laughs> to, to 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 hearing what you guys got going oh, on because good. I know it's, it's a great platform, and I yeah. I mean I have a you know database design background. Um, I'm an IT professional by trade and training, so it should click, but it hasn't yet. So you know we'll see what happens. I, I would love to check out some of the stuff that you got going on. Thank you everyone for your comments, uh, for coming through, for hanging out, and for you know hanging with us throughout the the little mishap that we had in the middle of the show there. And let me just say a word of thanks to you, Kat, for coming through this week. I know we're going to hang out in the after party in here just a second, but I wanted to take this time publicly and uh, while the stream is still live to say thank you for coming and hanging out with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me, Kirk. It was a pleasure. Thanks Excellent. everyone for sticking out with us. I appreciate that. Excellent. 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 So we are moving on to what do we have? Who do we have next on the show? Next, we have on the show uh, Toya Glenn. Toya Glenn is a remote producer. Uh, her 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 platform of choice is StreamYard. So we're going to get into that a little bit. And I'm excited for you to be able to meet her and to hear about this Brainiacs thing that she's got going on with her uh, her business partner, and it's going to be amazing. So we want to make sure you come back next week, Monday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. What is that? That's 8 o'clock in the East, and that's 5 o'clock in the West for another conversation and collaboration here at How It All Works. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today. Again, thank you for, you know, dealing with the speed bump of the little mishap there where we went offline. I'm going to definitely tear it all apart and try and figure out, you know, what happened there. But and maybe, hey, you might get a little video from that as well. But, you know, my, my saying here, these these conversations, collabs are, are really to, to, to be able to share with you some nuggets of wisdom, to give you some different perspectives, to introduce you to creators and thought leaders, um, authority figures, if you will, in different spaces and allow you to, uh, you know, experience them in a way that is 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 definitely different than what you would before. But essentially, we want to make sure that you're able to figure out how it all works and we will see you in the next video later the how it all works podcast is a production by composition helping you better navigate live video visit us at howitallworks.com today